beautiful. You are listening to episode 100 of the Africana Woman podcast. Chilu is my name. I'm a writer, personal brand consultant, entrepreneur, and mentor. This show is the home of African women's stories. We share ideas, triumphs, challenges, and lessons from our perspective as women. Our library is a step to cementing our place in history. Her story your story is powerful. Thank you so much for tuning in. Welcome to all the new listeners and welcome back, sis. Click the subscribe button to make sure you're always first to know when a new episode drops and tell at least one girlfriend about the Africana Woman podcast. Hey, hey, we did it, guys. We did it. A <laughs> hundred episodes. Oh my goodness. It was beautiful. It was magical. I won't lie. There was a moment uh, in there that I was just like, eh, I'm about to cancel this. But, <laughs> but you know, we thank goodness for amazing people like my tribe, just the people around me are just like, no, 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 no. This is time to celebrate. So we're going to do this. It was gorgeous. So we had people who joined us for the celebration virtually. And then we also had people who came to Komishi Garden in Kabwe. Oh my God. Everybody looks so gorgeous. Everybody understood the assignment. I beg yo guys. Let me tell you, the outfits, the outfits were on point online. We had shout out to Zenith. Listen, she was awake at, I think it was like four, five. She was dressed, guys. Makeup, fully dressed, like beautiful as always. Oh my gosh. Everybody understood the assignment. I loved it. And yeah, you know, people tell me I'm extra and I've never believed them. But then I think after seeing... (laughs) the pictures and after seeing the videos i was just like oh okay this is what people talk about (laughs) oh my goodness okay so i am so sorry i have not been able to post for the last um two weeks well two weeks ago was the hundredth episode and then last week i was just like sis i'm tired uh so this week i just said fine let me just get this out let me tell you it's like hours and hours of stuff to go through I've tried to compress it to about two hours. I know, I know, but it's so, it's, yeah, just listen to it in bits. You don't have to listen to it at the same time. And you will hear the people who are online. And then at one point we kind of merged the two. Um, Yeah, but listen, the week before the the week before the 100th episode, we had uh, 10 days on the road to 100 episodes. And there were amazing people that partnered businesses, female-owned, African female-owned businesses that partnered with us. Oh my gosh. And they gave these fantastic giveaways. Like I was just like, wow, guys, this is so amazing. Um, If you want, what I'm actually going to do is I'm going to get the... Um, the conversations we did lives every day, 10 days of lives, guys, 10 days of lives. And then the hundredth episode, it was, it was a lot. So I'm going to get those and put them on the podcast and you'll hear those conversations. You get to learn about the businesses, but I really do, do want to say thank you to every single person who sponsored, who supported, who partnered with us. 
Oh my goodness. So let me go through them. So Yuna from Emotional and Mental Justice. She was followed by Kapwaya, who is Dice Designs. And then we had Arlene Aduni of Iweko Tea. And then Carolyn Zimba um, of Empowered Alignment. And then we had Karet Trotman of um, Virtual Karet. And then we had Lelo Machetile of uh, Wisdom for Wealth Academy. And then we had Mapalo. Mapalo Mulenga, who is from Queen Main Beauty. And then on the day, our sponsors were Kamajo, um, that's Josine. We had Cristobal, um, that's Choconilla Cafe here in Kabwe. Listen, like if you have been to Kabwe and you haven't gone to Choconilla, you haven't been here. <laughs> and then we had um, Zasik Global as well. And that's from Monday Zama. So um, we also partnered with a local organization. The organization is called Expanding Ambitions. They are doing fantastic work. Please do check them out on socials, on their website. And guys, if you saw my dress, it was absolutely gorgeous. And that was uh, made by Kamanga Wear, and that is Donna. Listen, to be surrounded by such amazing women doing such powerful work, their businesses are thriving and just putting out beauty into the world. Oh my word. I was just like, ah, I was so chuffed. <laughs> okay. Let me not talk too much. You guys listen in and I hope you enjoy this episode. I know it is long. Just chop it up. This is all I'm saying. Just chop it up. There are some places where the sound is not great. Um, I do apologize in advance, but, um, uh, I think you'll get the spirit of this whole episode and just what it really meant to us. So, alrighty. I'll see you on the other side. <laughs> All right. What a morning. It's like six o'clock here in Baltimore. So my name is Zenev. Yeah. And I live in Baltimore, US. So I woke up at five o'clock. I was like, whoo. <laughs> yeah. So actually I was in, I was looking for African podcasts. That's how they started. Uh, I used to a lot of YouTube when I was pregnant, but after I had my son, he sort of took over the TV and I was like, aren't there other, and then I started listening to podcasts because I used to watch an African YouTuber called the green Calabash. And one day she mm-hmm. said, oh yeah, yeah. Um, green Calabash. Had, Let me write that down. Okay. She the green says, Calabash. She just deleted the YouTube channel, but you can find out because she just wrote a children's book. Yeah. And I think, BBC featured her about that too. So when I find like her full name, I will send it to you. She's from Kenya. Because mm, okay. I just, um, interviewed yeah, her. Yeah. But anyway, yeah. So I used to watch them though, like a cute family. Then she mentioned, she said, when I, sometimes when I take walks, I listen to podcasts. I was like, oh, okay. You know what? Let me try this podcast thing. So I started listening to like um, daily living. They're like 10 minute podcasts. Then I met another Zambian, um, Kukachpanta. He's an author and he'd written, he'd written two books and I bought one of them. So I went for his signing in DC and then he created a podcast called, uh, Kutika. So Kutika is like a regular Zambian. I'm writing all these down because what, how did I know? Yeah. 
And so, you know, and the episodes are so good and the season ends so quickly. So then now I became hungry. I started looking. I'm like, I need to find podcasts. So I found one uh, by um, Anya Fombak. She's from Cameroon and it's called Living African. Ooh. So I think are you hearing all these things? This lady is giving us my tea. <laughs> yes, Living African. I'm writing them down as you speak. So I shared it with my girlfriends and I said, oh my God, I found an African girl. She's from Cameroon. She's podcasting. She's based in, I think, Texas or somewhere. So then one of the friends I shared with, then I guess when you listen, it sort of gives you like, oh, you know, you can listen to this. Kind of like YouTube. Mm-hmm. You start getting similar things that you're listening to. She said, oh, guess what? I found a similar one, you know, and it's called African Woman. Oh, yeah. my God. That's crazy. So we did the switch. And then I was like, oh, my God, I went to high school with her. Trona was my junior. Yes. For real? Oh, oh, you're the one. She's, oh, my God. Yes. Do you know what she told me? So she messaged me this week. And she's like, Muma, there's a, yes, you're the one. She messaged me. She's like, there's a lady called Zenith. You and her are spirit animals. <laughs> she's like, yeah, they're the same. She would love to. She's like, you're so alike. You guys would really love each other. Yeah. I laugh about African woman. Yes. So yeah, that was that. I was like, oh my God. So then I messaged her, then I messaged her on WhatsApp. So we connected and I binged the whole show. I probably discovered this like maybe two or three months ago, but yes, I have listened to 99 episodes. What? Yes. You're the most dedicated. I mean, uh, even (laughs) I am ashamed. As as, as the friend who's been there from the beginning, I'm ashamed that I haven't watched each and every episode. I mean, I've watched Mm-hmm. Uh, I do find that I'm I am more of a reader than a listener to podcasts. Okay. And but I I I have found that Chuli's podcast is really inspiring and interesting in that right. her style of interviewing is quite different from other podcasts that you listen to. She asks mm-hmm. very like distinct type of questions based on the person she's speaking to. Most podcasts tend to have like a style which is they ask the same question. My thoughts of when Chulu first told me she wanted to start Africana woman before it became a real thing. So to me, it's so inspiring to see her come this far. And it makes me want to cry. And I'm not going to cry. Date for the party. Okay. (laughs) But yes, thank you so much, Dennis. It's really nice to meet you. Okay. Um, my name is Arlene Aduni. I was named Aduni by all the people that love me when I connected to the, um, to my heritage and to the, to the African continent, which is Nigeria. So, um, I am the founder and creator of Eweko Tea. It's a brand of specialty teas that celebrates different African cultures. Um, we source as many products as we can directly from the African continent and work with uh, those smallholder farmers. And um, I'm an author of a children's book, and the children's book is basically a an, an introduction. Um, for children to the African continent and it dispels some of the myths and the negativity that we've always been fed about what Africa is like and, and all of that, all of that stuff. So it's just a, a more, in my mind, a more holistic perspective, um, and a more open-minded perspective as to the variety, the, the, the countries, um, just more of what you will see as opposed to, you know, those, those, horrible ads with the, the children and all that kind of stuff. <laughs> um, I'm in the UK. Did I say that? I don't know. I'm in Shrewsbury, yeah. which is kind of close to Birmingham. It's in the West Midlands. 
is kind of in the middle of nowhere. There's the population of people is like less than the population of sheep. So (laughs) that will give you an idea the environment that I'm in. Let's just say the environment that I'm in. Let me not be negative. Um, I found Africana Woman on Instagram sort of by accident. I was just in this space where I was wanting a community of um, people that were aspiring to do great things. And uh, it just kind of appeared. And I got into the community and I felt, ooh, should I even be here? Because I'm not like directly from the continent and my parents are from the Caribbean. So I just thought, "Mm, well, let's just see. And I just felt so welcomed and embraced and like, it's just a wonderful um, space to be in with women that are doing great things, striving to do great things. Um, the networking, the connections, the, I, I met Muma. Oh my goodness. Crazy. Like, <laughs> so, um, and the podcast again, just more inspiration. And, and if, if you ever, and, and even Chulu's message this morning, it made me teary because it's just like, do we not all go through that? Like we're trying to do something. It seems like nothing is going right. Everything is just a disaster. Um, but we press on. We just, we just keep moving forward. And that, I just got so much inspiration from that, 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 and it was just the sweetest message. And that's just her down to the ground. You know what I mean? It's just like, she's just, you know, always willing to, to give someone a hand up, a help up. I got so many resources. I'm um in her, um, marketing and branding course. I'm on that right now. Again, just, just, just dropping gems regularly and, and, you know, action, um, things to action and task and, and to move your business forward and really get a good perspective and see how you're presenting yourself and what the world is seeing and, and finding your ideal customer. It's just, she's just a wealth of information. And so I'm blessed to be here. Um, I'm, I'm so happy I found this space and the group, um, the podcast, again, amazing, just things to aspire to. I just love it. I just can't say enough about it. I just love the entire community. And Chulu, she's a queen. She's an absolute queen for just bringing all this together. And I'm amazed that all this can, can come from one person. You know what I'm saying? And then I hear her sing and I'm like, what? And then I see her art. I'm like, what? I'm just like, I'm just completely just in awe. In awe all the time. That's so, so powerful. Do you know what? And I think this is when Chulu and I first connected, this is one of the things she always say to me and I say back to her is that the world likes to make it seem that women are always catty and we don't like, you know what I mean? When we're in positions of power, we want to rise up so quickly and step on other women um, there's nothing like us, you know, feeling like a real community. And when you look at most of like the women empowerment things that exist, they're not really empowering women. It's more like a certain group of women in a clique who invite certain groups of cliques of women to these high powered things that they make out like it's for everyone, but it's not. And when you really go to these events, it's not like uniform. People don't feel empowered. People don't feel like they belong. 
but like an African woman, literally, as you're speaking, I wish I could show you my goosebumps. <laughs> I'm literally getting goosebumps because what you said, I didn't see, um, watch Chulu's message and what she said. Arlene, do you mind like reiterating what was in the video? What she said, welcome, Bidemi. We're just doing introductions and talking about how we how we found Africana woman, our location, our name. So you can go next after Arlene. Arlene, what was um, Chulu's message in the group today, the video? What, what, what did she post? Or Zene, if you guys want what, to. It was actually the voice note. Like when she, um, at the very, very top, she um, put a voice note in and it was, she basically started out with, you know, saying that how kind of she was panicking and, and her perfectionist, you know, kind of persona was just really kind of taking hold and she was, and everything just wasn't going right. And she was just kind of like, you know, stressed and, and then she just kind of rationalized it and, and kind of talked herself down and evened it out and just made it, um, uh, an uplifting message to everyone in the group. Um, and it was just beautiful. You just have to hear it. You just have to hear it. Gonna, I mean, no, it was, gonna... it's just sweet. And her voice was just so, Ooh, she's just, uh, she's, she's just a cheerleader. She's just a cheerleader. And she's just, um, a really motivating. I keep saying motivating <laughs> and uplifting person, maybe because that's, that's what I need. And that's what I really, you know, yeah. draw upon. Um, but she's so good at it. She's so good at it. Hey girl. Hey, Bidemi. You're welcome. So, Bidemi, go ahead. Tell us about where you're at. How you doing, girl? I'm okay. Um, So, my name is Bidemi. Okay, as you've rightly mentioned. I'm in Nigeria right now. Okay, Lagos? uh, No, I'm in Abuja. Okay, Abuja girl. (laughs) (laughs) I love your hair, by the way. It looks like something I'm about to make myself. Thank you. I did it myself. YouTube is your friend. YouTube is literally your friend. I can show you how to do it, but yeah, we'll talk about that later. But yeah, you're doing this hair, so I hope it looks good. Yeah, and you're in you're in Abuja in Nigeria. Yeah. How did you find Africana woman? Um, you mentioned you know women minimizing what they do when they've done badass stuff. So Africana woman is actually an Abba nominee, and I happen to be the founder of Abba, so that's how I met with Africana woman. Okay, Bidemi. So what is Adva? Tell us about that. Ladies, as I'd like as you speak about yourselves and how you found Africana women, to not forget to big yourself up as well. Because at the end of the day, a network is a net worth. And you might be like, oh, I'm in Baltimore, oh, I'm in Abuja, you know, and I'm the founder of this. But like business is business. And this is how business is also made. You don't know what links we're creating with each other in this network right now. So big up yourself. Talk about how badass you are, okay? <laughs> okay, so ABBA means, um, all right, ABBA stands for the Association of African Podcasters and Voice Artists. Wow. And, um, we are about to do a thing tomorrow called the African Podcast and Voice Awards. Ooh. And, um, so we are hoping Africana Woman wins one of the awards, you know? I hope so, they win. because yeah. oh, I voted so much. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty much it. But personally speaking, I'm a communication strategist. I'm an idea strategist. I love digital tools because I just love learning new things. And technology seems to always come up with new stuff. So it's always exciting for me. And then, 
yeah, that's pretty much it. Let, let's just, yeah. <laughs> Guys, you know who we're going to go to when one of you wants to start a podcast? Uh, you know, it's uh, hey, because of a woman. Uh, I started following other podcasters that I met, you know, because of the interviews and because yeah. just mentioned about starting a podcast. So then obviously I started having this desire I, that I had some years back. Let me start a YouTube and then, you know, it never really pan out, you know, discuss with friends. But I met a guy, he's, uh, the pod, he's, he's, he does the white label American podcast. And he's given me notes, direction on how to go because of African uh, um, woman. Yeah. So I'm, I'm actually going to start next month some um, like testing, recording kind of thing. Yeah. So I was supposed to meet him. I was in New York um, during the UN General Assembly. Yeah. Uh, this last couple of days, I was supposed to meet him, but I couldn't because I had to go meet the first lady of our country. So... That got Look at canceled. you just dropping, just casually met the first lady, guys. You know, it's just what we do. I love it. <laughs> so, yeah, so yeah, it's through Africana Woman that I started finding all these other people. So, you know, that's, I, I think well, I should, you know, and that, that was, you know, I really, I was, for me when I went, like, okay, was we were fundraising for cancer, you know, for UTH in Zamb- Zambia. And afterwards, I started thinking, oh, my God, I've got to be networking. Yeah. And um, it just happened that the late, I was late for the event. Yeah. And uh, this lady came and she was like, I needed someone to help me with the dress. And then she made me even more late. But I couldn't leave her because like, it was an hour away. But it turned out she was the president's class, classmate at go. the University of Zambia. I was like, oh, okay now. And so I ended up sitting on their table. So while I was there, I was like, oh, I should be collecting numbers. And <laughs> you should always. Oh, my God. Guys, I want to. Yeah. The biggest yeah. thing I would love to pass on to women is networking. Uh, like, I'll let all of you speak. But, like, I mean, there's networking and then there's networking. Right. When you look right. at white men and how they network, they end up always leaving a table with money or, you know, a really important person on their board or really important something that benefits them. But sometimes as women, we tend to network aimlessly. Like you go to every women's conference, they're huge, you pay bare money, but then you don't really end up with anything. And I think that is that should be a class on its own. Like we need to learn how to network yeah. with a purpose. So you always leave with something at the table. Uh, I've had like, I don't even know if I have time, like, I run through so many ideas. You know, the first time the idea came to me was when I first read the book Americana by Chimamanda Ngozi Adichie. I was just thinking like I was seeing myself in that book because it was the journey of yeah. of an immigrant, you know, to America. So then it was that. It was just the whole what you don't know versus what I know now. Yeah. You know, the lessons I wish I knew or the lessons I know now that I can tell my 20-year-old version. You know, so, you know, it was that, then it spun into something else, you know, sometimes. Yeah. (laughs) So anyway, we'll see. It's just like random ideas out there. Yeah. And you know what? I really love these honest conversations because there's also an idea that we have to know what we're doing. I don't know. Uh, Aziz, I'm going to come to you next, but Bidemi, when you first started um, the podcast association, were you sure like, did it take you steps to get to, even you, Arlene, did it take you steps to finally get to the product? Like, did you do multiple things before you got to the product? Or did you just wake up one day and know, okay, I'm going to be a podcaster or whatever? Because I think there's also a myth that people always know what they're doing. So then do not um, punish yourself thinking that 
because you know I've got too many ideas, I don't know what to do. I think that is the highest form of creativity, you know, figuring out what you want to do. There's no perfect path and there's no people don't just wake up and know they're gonna be producing an Apple iPhone, you know. Steve Jobs went through different things before he eventually came on something. And I think the biggest thing I've learned, so two years ago I started a business and I really somehow I don't know what to do right now. I don't know whether I should write a book do a podcast about starting a business. And I want to be explicitly honest. And I mean explicit. When I say explicit, I want to tell people like I'm broke or not, you know, I've spent all my money, but I'm broke, but I'm not broke. I've got assets or no assets and what that means. I want to be able to tell people like, this is how you create a pitch deck. When you first create your first pitch deck, it's going to be crap or it's going to be excellent. This is how you network with investors because these are things I have no clue about. But whenever I, I read all these podcasts on business or watch them or or read books it's very vague information that they give you it's almost like yeah if you just have a business idea go for it you can make it happen but reality isn't like that is it it's much much more colorful than how people paint it zenith yes go ahead oh you had your hand up or you're not having your hand up or bdemi the question was did you guys have um did you have a, always have a strong clue that this is what you was going to do? Like, did you know from the get-go or did you have to go through a series of steps to... Did Demi say it's true? Arlene or Bidemi, what do you think? Hi, I'm sorry. So I was, I was discussing with... Okay, so let me, let me share a backstory. I don't know if I can do that. Yes, you can do um, anything I was you having... want. <laughs> I was having um epic menstrual cramps, like epic one. And um I was ranting, my omens were all over the place. I think I've shared the story with Julie. <laughs> okay. And I I told I told um my roommate at the time, I said, Look, we need to talk about what women go through. There are some women that don't feel pain and there are some that feel excruciating pain like myself. And then we came up with a podcast series called My Period Chronicles. And I went online looking for resources, you know, that can help me uh, make uh, the show come to life. And I, I couldn't find anything done by Africans or the ones I found where it wasn't extensive. And I'm like, yeah. why isn't there a community, you know, that caters for the interest of African podcasters? Mm. And then I kept searching. I stumbled across different podcast awards we do not have an African podcast awards or voiceover artist awards dedicated to Africans. So I'm like, you know what? We're doing my period chronicles and we are also setting up a community for African podcasters. So that was how this whole idea came about. We were able to launch the series, a 13 episode series where ladies were sharing their stories about their periods. Those that have it um, hard and those that have it easy and very weird remedies as well that I feel no one should try, but we heard all of it during the, that series. Wow. And then immediately after uh, um, Voice Awards. Wow, that's so powerful. So, like, wow. Yeah. So can you see me though? Yeah, we can still hear you. So in terms of always having a lot of ideas, I well, I call myself an idea strategist. I'm always, even in the shower, I'm thinking of something new, yeah? But for Appa, it felt like uh, 
like a vision. Like I knew what I wanted to see. I knew what I wanted to achieve. I knew how the community should look like. And I knew how to go about it. Like I have a 10 year plan and I'm very patient. I'm not in a hurry, but I know that we're going to get there. So yeah, that's pretty much what I've read about and how it came to be. Powerful. That, that to me is just, you've just dropped some nuggets and gold um, that normally when you're a visionary, a vision requires patience and it takes time. But for some reason, once you find your vision, it's a bit different from other ideas that you have. It's so strong and such a force that you, you just know. And it comes from your ideas. The vision comes from your ideas. Like the little things that you, like when I think of what I'm doing now, all the ideas I've ever had in the last 10 years are all connected to this thing, even though they're all in different industries in finance and art, in charity work, they're all connected to now the actual vision of, and Bidemi, what you're saying now about like, if you're starting a business, that's a vision business, you have to have patience because it just doesn't happen like that. And I think that is super powerful. So the only way for us to move forward or create powerful networks that benefit us is doing things like this, being in networks such as this, that are genuine, not fake-ass networks where you're paying £1,000 to go to the networking event just to come out with nothing. You know, Arlene and I met last September after being in, like, one episode together. (laughs) We were, like, in one breakout session and we loved each other so much. Arlene sent me a link to this really beautiful networking event where other Black women were going. And we loved each other. Like, that was it. It was like a house of choir, right? Like, that day... She's so beautiful. And I I was just so grateful to have gone to this event. And I was just thinking, Chulu, do you realize what you've done? And I called Chulu that day and I said to her, and we were like going into some deep conversation. And Chulu said to me, um, you know, my name is Chulu. And I said to her, yeah, what does that mean? But I speak Bemba as well. So I realized what Chulu means. Chulu, Arlene, Chulu is a hill. A Chulu is like a, a little hill. And on a hill, it's an ant hill. Yeah, like an ant hill, like like a small. It doesn't necessarily mean an ant hill. It's a hill, so it could be a bigger hill or it could be an ant hill, right? Mm-hmm. So okay. you could literally go on a hill and stand to look for network connections, right? You could stand on top of a hill sometimes after school. I don't know if you had hills near your house. You could just go there, chill with your girls, your boys, just chat things that affect you, have fun. You can play games there. You can do whatever you want. But the point is, when you think of a hill, it's a, gather- it's a gathering spot. It's a spot that almost connects. It makes connections, and it's a gathering spot. And I was like, Chulu, this is why when I think of African spirituality and Africanness, I think that everything that is African has a purpose. When we're born as Africans, it, in every tradition, whether it's in Nigeria, actually Caribbean or Africa, you are named purposefully. The point I'm trying to make is, I was saying to Chulu, your name has manifested itself in Africana woman. Just imagine. You've connected thousands of women globally. Some you will never, ever know about. Some you will never, ever know about. Like Zenith will end up telling a friend to watch Africana woman podcast. That woman will never be a part of Africana woman group, but she always watches your podcast faithfully. And for me, it takes me back to the to the saying that goes, um, you know you have impacted people's lives when the the moment you will never know who exactly you've made an impact on. And it's true, right? What I love about women's networks is 
or this kind of network, Africana Women, I'll talk about Africana Women for myself. Africana Women allowed me to be uh, open as a person and it allowed me to, to, to unshackle myself of the ideas that there's only one way to live. But you can still be a very spiritual Christian, African loving. Do you know what I mean? There's no one way. And people might obviously disagree, and I get that. But I love that she's created such a safe space that you can feel comfortable enough. Like I can feel so comfortable telling you, ladies, I suffer from endometriosis. This is what I went through. I've never still spoken like that to people I don't know. But because this space always makes me feel safe and open. I just really love how powerful what she's created is. Now, what you ladies don't know is when Chulu first came up with Afghana Woman, I was with her. Her and I had been doing like our own little podcast type of thing where we used to interview people, but it was for YouTube. And we had a thing called uh, Africa, the Master Plan podcast, but uh, like a YouTube one. And I was unserious, to be honest, because I was working on my actual passion project. So she just said to me, Muma, I love you, but I'm going to have to stop doing this with you because <laughs> your interest is not in this. And for me, I really want to create something that's a community. What do you think? And we brainstormed. And that day she was thinking, she said to me, I'm a kind of woman, this is what it would be like. And I was like, go for it, girl. You can do it. And you know what, guys? From like that day to today, to me, it's freaking it blows my mind to see her. Like I knew Trulu had graphic design skills and stuff like that, but I can even say that from where she was over a year ago to today, when you look at the quality of posts Trulu makes, that's herself who makes them. She doesn't pay somebody else to make them. That's so powerful. Like her level of graphic design, what she does, how she speaks. When we used to, you just need to go to Africa, the master plan and see how confused (laughs) we were and how we used to interview people. But like, you can see the refining of like how she is as a podcaster from that period to now, what's been happening. So for me, it gives me even more goosebumps to see when she reached out to me, when uh, the Melinda Gates Foundation endorsed her, I was just like, I am not surprised. I'm not surprised at all. I knew this is like how far you would be going when I look at what you've achieved, it makes me feel so proud of you. And it makes me know that I can achieve what I want to achieve, even when I think I don't have anything. When she was deciding she was going to leave her job in December, um, you know, and focus on the podcast, many people, literally, I remember many nights of crying on the phone. Many people didn't believe she can do it. Many people say, you know, it's dumb. That's how people are, though. People always tell you it's dumb. You know, don't go ahead and do it, but look at how powerful a network. Like, um, what you guys don't know is Chulu called me yesterday. Chulu, I'm going to out you. Um, and she was like, I'm, I'm just going to scrap the whole thing. It's not working out. People have canceled. I'm not sure I can do it anymore. And I was like, no, you're going to go ahead and do it, girl. You're going to do it by fire, by force. <laughs> you're gonna do it. Even if one person turns up, you're going to do it. And that to me, when I think of that, is the power of the network that you create when you're in a strong position. That same network of the things you do is what lifts you up when you're feeling weak. It's so powerful. It's so important to live with intention and purpose because there will be a time when you're not feeling so intentional and so purposeful. But the seeds that you've sown are what will like really uplift you. And I was thinking this morning, I was like, damn, in that moment, whatever God said to me in my head to encourage you to just go ahead with this, you know, and to wake up at 11 p.m. and just talk to her, like, you can do this. 
she just needed that friend but it's not because of me it's because of her and what she's done in the past and i look at how amazing what she's created is it's just so inspiring and i really hope she's so proud of herself at the end of this hi can you hear <laughs> she's gorgeous baby always <laughs> oh, fabulous i love it i'm in my bedroom because i it's been a crazy morning but oh, you um Uh, is it clear? Okay, better. Yes, very clear, very clear. Okay. Um, my name is Sanga. Um, I live in Lusaka, Zambia. Um, mother of four grown children. I'm currently um about to retire. I've got three months to go, almost Woo-hoo! exactly to the day. So December twenty first is my last day with ZRA. Wow. I'm an upcoming um farmer, so I'm learning how to grow um high value crops such as capsium that's your red and green peppers and your yellow peppers yeah. butternut things like that because I've got a small holding yeah so I'm just trying to venture into farming something to keep me busy yeah. and something to keep me uh, going I I mean I, I'll have some kind of package but I don't want to sit on my you know I want to do something I want to keep keep, keep busy yeah. I'm getting a lot into ministry work at church so that's another thing that I'm doing quite a lot of um how I got to me Chulu I've known from when she was young she's my niece my good friend's daughter and she's always been an inspiration to me she's been someone that I can um count on and um I think when she started uh, her journey I mean I supported her during her cake business um yeah and uh, and I think we bought cakes from her she's catered for me so I think um she's always she's like my daughter so i want to to nurture her business and grow her business so for me it's more like she's my baby i want her to grow i want to i want to inspire her i want to be in her corner i would have loved to be in um um carway today but everything just transpired to go the other way you know and mm-hmm. it was not Yeah, but I'm so glad that I can be on this forum. Um I started listening to her podcasts and I try to listen to them um I don't listen to them as regularly as I ought to, but I try to put a time and say listen to them because they really help and empower me. Yeah. Um the one that my friend did about being a divorced woman was helpful. Um yeah, so I think those are the ones that I can remember offhand that really impacted me. Um the retreat I did was simply the best. That retreat that we did was amazing, amazing. I'm hoping that I have enough money to go to Marrakech uh, next week. Me too. That one just changed my life. I came back from there um with with a new new energy, new hope, leaving certain certain things that were tying me down behind and just knowing that I have a good future ahead of me. So that was really really powerful. And if there's anybody who hasn't done that who wants who's thinking about it please do 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 join them the book club um was i, I just said it you know i i put on my one of my goals read five books every month and i think the book club keeps me accountable mm-hmm. at least i'm reading one but i try to read others but I, i know in a month i'm going to read one book and one very good book and discuss it with people So I mean the Africana woman journey for me has been a beautiful experience with Chulu and I'm looking forward to so many more uh, things ahead yeah go Chulu I love you I love you <laughs> You know what that is oh, it makes me feel so happy and emotional because you really find people who are genuinely in your corner like especially you say that you've known her since she was young her mom is your friend um and i think that is so powerful because even though you know your aunties to be honest 
not genuinely like people support you with words it's very rare people support you with money and actual help because it requires money for you to go to the retreat it requires your time which is more than money for you to listen to podcasts for you to do things and i think that is so powerful but for me the gift is that you have seen how the impact of the retreat has had on this idea that you had of i'm going to be retiring how do i I change some of my mindset, what I'm thinking, you know, how do I keep going with what I want to do? Because not everyone's going to believe in you. Some people will be like, why do you want to work? You know, this is your time to rest and chill out, sis. But you're like, no, I want to like, re- reinvent myself as multiple times. And I think that is super freaking amazing and powerful. So it's like, I just think the world needs more women like you who um, find new ways of reinventing themselves all the time. There was an episode in which you did something called an Oriki. And I went on to do this Oriki thing um, years later in other, like, um, you know, things that I do when it comes to business. And I, do you guys remember what an Oriki is? That was mm. the best thing that she, I absolutely, I still remember that. And I loved it. I loved it. And I still have mine. Have you guys heard of a lady called Lavi Ajayi? She's a Nigerian. She's based in America. She did a, a TED Talk called uh, Something Troublemate. She did a TED Talk called Get Comfortable with Being Uncomfortable, where she talks about whiteness and how she quit her job. Amazing. One of the best podcasts I've ever heard. I think we've like seen. Does she have like short hair? Yeah, she looks like a boy. She's really like... I, I watched it. I remember because w- when you oh. described it, I was like, yeah, because I remember just like, whoa, yeah. Mm-mm. She's, she's a professional trouble, troublemaker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's created a um a book called a Professional Troublemaker. And in the Professional Troublemaker thing, she created this thing called an Oriki. Oriki is Nigerian for um like she explains in the in her um PDF that an Oriki is almost like a piling up of praise onto your head by your parents. And I think in Zambian tradition, we have this when we have a chilanga mulilo, or when a baby is born, they'll be, they'll be saying these things about this baby, all the good things that are going to happen to it, you know, praising, putting praise on your head. But she flipped the script and she's like, as we grow older, when we're young, there's all this praise as hips traditionally in African culture, um, giving praise to a person has always been something that's part of our traditions that's why we have things like chilangamilo materetos you know uh Arlene, these are basically traditional ceremonies where you are pretty much praised like either through a show of gifts or wording whatever in nigeria they have like um i don't know if you guys have watched enough nigerian movies you hear them saying chief they'll be saying things like oga and then they'll be putting these like praising words on this person minister of enjoyment do what well you know they'll say all these things but all that stuff that they say is it actually has a spiritual meaning like it's to you walk around the earth as a very powerful being a person who believes in themselves you know and what lavia jai did is she created a manual in her book that allows each and every one of us as we grow older we're stripped of that idea that if you praise yourself, it's like you're not humble. But she said, no, instead of being humble, let's humble brag on our achievements. Let's humble brag on who you are. And I think I'm going to give you guys 10 minutes to do your own oriki because I've got my own. I'm going to read- have mine. Why are we calling it humble? We're bragging. We've yeah, got true. things to brag about. <laughs> we have phenomenal women. 100%. Ain't no humility. 
Okay, okay. Listen, guys, Arlene has said no humility. So we're doing the Oriki by five by horse. Because yes. you're in, we're in a space to cheer each other on. So just, you know, wild out. Wild out on your bragging. Clapping for you, sis. Okay, I'm going to read you my Oriki. Listen to this. <clears throat> you ready? You're all going to read your own Oriki, so it better be good. So my so your Oriki begins with your name and then house of, mm-hmm. which is your surname. Then you talk about your qualities, like what you're good at. If you are into charity work, you're the maven of the social impact world. You are like, big yourself up, sis. Like, give yourself the biggest titles, biggest words you can think of, okay? So here goes mine. Mine goes... Muma of House Sinkala, second of her name, because I am named after my auntie. Dame of Eloquence, Resurrector of Confidence, Poet, Happiness Queen, Generational Wealth Advocate, Assassin of Baroqueness, Dealer of African Art, Taker of Seats in High Places, Financial Equalizer for the Masses, Minister of Enjoymentation, a Zambian Noble, an Eternal Melanie Queen. You will know my name. I am a leader, a joy bringer, a banisher of mediocrity. I am who I say I am. Women hide themselves a lot, but I will not do that anymore. I will not reduce myself. I am worthy. That is my Ricky. Very good. How does it make you feel? How does that Ricky make you feel? It's it's good. It's really good. I probably need to rechange it and make it more powerful because I've done so many more things. I've achieved so many more things than this. And this is the point of the Oriki, like to make you reflect on just how far your journey has been, what you've achieved, both in your personal life, in your work life, who you are. Who do you think you are? Zenith Hamamba, House of Malao, first of her name, Queen of Fashion and Health, Breaker of Ice. Mother of Jipego, Apex of the Great Sky, leader in her own right. Ooh, <laughs> <laughs> and that, How did I do? And that is on who? That's on Mary Had a Little Lamb. Okay. <laughs> I love it. I love it. That was actually powerful. I know you think that that was not how you wanted it to be. Arlene, how did you think about, look, Arlene is clapping for you. <laughs> love it, love it, love it. You keep, I love your, your child's name. That is a really beautiful name. What? Thank you. That was, that was yeah. did you not feel, how did, question, how did you feel when you were writing or reading that about yourself? You know, I was, I, mean, I think when I was writing, I was like, oh, wow, you're not doing this. I mean, you don't think about these things, right? You just like, yeah, you know, going every day. But yeah, there's really more to us than just, you know, your, you your career, your title. Yeah. You are mm-hmm. that girl. Okay, you are that girl. Powerful girl. Mm-hmm. I love it. <laughs> you need to do this, Oriki, and then do what I yeah. did. Print it out like this, then stick it uh, on your board somewhere. Because the days when you feel like you're not that girl, you look at it and you be like, actually, I am that girl. Yeah. Okay. That was a liar. But yeah, go mm-hmm. ahead. Go ahead, Arlene. Give us yours. Here we go. Arlene Adumi, House of Piper. First of her name, yes. queen among royal 
T, pillar of strength and resilience, giver of thanks and praises to her ancestors, lover of African culture and heritage, queen mother of a prince and a princess, creator and visionary of Connects to Africa, architect of divine destiny, assassin of generational curses, manifester of generational wealth, healer of ancestral wounds, homecoming ambassador, connector of the disconnected, citizen of the world, explorer of continents, nurturer of life, observer of wonders, keeper of secrets, seeker of truth, reflector of the sun, daughter of the riches of the soil and land, army of one standing on the shoulders of millions. This is why I love this challenge so much because it, it, it gives me chills. Reading that gives me chills and it hypes me. So it's just your own personal like anthem. And, and if ever you doubt yourself, you read your Oriki and you're like, what, what am I doubting? I love what? it. What's going on? <laughs> you know what I mean? I love it. It just I love the idea of who mm-hmm. you are and your yeah. strength and your power and your, your potential. So it's just, yeah. ooh, I love that challenge. When we did that in the group, I was like, that was good, Arlene. Thank you. Well, of course, after we did it in the group, I went back and, um, you know, added some Yeah, because now it has given me, like, you've given me ideas, like, ah, ah, mm-hmm, ah, mm-hmm, ah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Okay. okay. But this is, you know, being raised in a Eurocentric society, mm-hmm. you don't brag, you, you shrink yourself, especially right. as black women. We're, yeah. we're just, you know, it's not... It's not, you know, ladylike to be bragging about yourself. Correct. It's not, it, That's it's what they self-deprecating tell you. Yeah. environment. Exactly. It's Some rubbish. Big. And it's not where we come from. It's not who we Correct. are. So this Correct. is, you know, and the yeah. purpose of it, as, as Muma said, is just so spiritual and powerful. It's so and sad that we have uplifting. to reduce ourselves, to be honest. And it's quite mediocre when you think about how long as women we hide in the shadows. It's sad uh-huh. to me. Like, Imagine it takes groups like this to remember who we are. But these are like every day, realistically, you should be able to remind yourself, first of all, Zenith, Arlene, you're both immigrants. I'm an immigrant. How hard it has been for us to be women who are black in spaces of whiteness and in spaces where, you know, we don't have our culture, we don't have our people. It's been hard. And we take that lightly like it's a small thing. But how many people can be so far away from where they come from and be who, they, who we are today. That's so powerful just in its own right. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's everything of who you are. But we forget that because we're like, oh, it's just normal. You just get on with it. But that is powerful. I know people mm-hmm. who've come to the UK and it's two months they've left because they can't stand it anymore. Correct. They can't mm-hmm. stand being away from family. But like, imagine Zenith, you've ended up raising a whole family, raising a child. So other than worrying about your own contribution as a human to society and what you go through you then have to worry about another human being who's your child mm-hmm. Arlene, same as you discovering your your roots and all this stuff and then not only worrying about who you are what you want to create but the children that you've created as well how do they reconnect back to their roots and stuff this is a powerful thing that you've done and we really minimize that a lot because we never think about it we think it's the norm but it isn't there are many people who've tried to make the journey of immigrant and have failed. And to think that you've recreated, rebranded, created something powerful in yourself, it's really something 
to like inspire yourself with? Oh, okay. So they're now finally sending videos. Hey, Chico. So Chico is going to be sharing with us. She's connecting on us, Trulu. Um, but she's going to be sharing with us. Am I? Do I have to log off or keep stop talking so she can? She's going to share with us um, what's happening at okay. the um, African Women. They've shared a video with our ass. There's just some fabulous person with a nice hat over there saying, are you guys watching this? Kako, Kako, I mean, guys, like, okay, Kako, I think you need to, like, physically, like, t- turn on your, we, we want to see a tour. Do you want to see what? A tour, like, oh my God, look at you people looking fabulous. I hate you. I'm not even joking. <laughs> 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 this is the one bang out of order that you're looking this way. I need to just... <laughs> No? Okay, I'm gonna mute myself. Wow. <laughs> oh, hi. Hi. Oh, that's why it's Take yourself out of the camera. Okay, I'm gonna mute myself, Chico, so you can take over and show us the tour of the space. What's happening? Is that okay? Hey. Okay, shall I mute myself? That's. Because you're on as African woman. How can I get it? Hi, girl. You know what? Please just turn off your um your background. No, no, not your mic. Your virtual background, so we can see the space. Because I want to see your outfits, and you guys look so nice. And then Chico, I'm gonna. Stop talking. No, we're gonna do that. So you take over. So we keep one live on. Oh my god. No, then we'll go. We're just misbehaving. So just go to your video <laughs> bit. <laughs> These guys are proper living enjoymentation and ask what chulo chulo beyond stunning babes. If she can hear me, beyond like it's giving. It's giving everything. <laughs> she looks amazing. What? I never expected it. I never expected it so she looks good. She looks so bad in me. I think is gonna win. Get no, ready to you know, get I'm shades. so bad. I, I, I'm bad at names and I'm bad at trivia. Trust me. I'm t- I, like as she's saying this, I'm like, yeah, I'm failing this. <laughs> then it's, get ready <laughs> to shake. Get ready to shake what your mama gave you then because the person okay. who loses has to do a TikTok dance. By the way, do you got quick Whoa. question? Do any of you know that Kulosa song? Kulosa. Yes. Have you seen the dance? No. We're going to practice the dance. Okay? I know that. What about that dance? That, dance? <laughs> that one where all the kids are on the stairs. No, I haven't seen it. Oh, you have to see that one. That was so cute. You I've learned that dance. Oh, oh, okay. So you want us to do it? Because, okay, you can teach us that dance too because we're all about fitness and exercise as well and dancing because I need to lose weight. But um, the closer dance, it's really cute. So basically what people are doing is they're imitating him. He went on colors and he sang the, he did the dance. So okay. I'll play it on YouTube and then we can do it together. And that's it. And then we can stay if you want to continue watching the live or we can leave because I think we've done really well for a Zoom. Yeah. Hard to entertain on Zoom. Okay, so are you ready, Arlene and Zene? Are you ready? 
Let's go. Okay. Question number one. You can't Google this. I'm watching you, Ali. I'm watching All you. Right. Just I can't see your face. You better come on Zoom so I can see that you're 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 you're, you're searching the question. <laughs> I'm going to give you five seconds to answer. What was oh. Chulu's? What number was Chulu's sex episode? Oh, you see? Just yeah, no, I, I'm not going to remember that. Mm-mm. Maybe 20 something. Just write down what your answer is. It's fine. I'll give you the answers at the end. I was going to say 20 something too. Mm. Okay. Yeah. No, I don't know. I actually don't know. <laughs> no, for yourself. What, what was but the it was the th- What I know is that it was the third episode I listened to. Oh, okay. Oh. Like it was because mm-hmm, really I actually that's when I even messaged her on WhatsApp and she told me about the book, uh, what do you call it, uh, Sex Lives of Women in Africa. Yeah, because it was like interesting. Because, and the reason I, I, I listened to that is because I had just listened to a Nigerian woman on Africana Woman, and I was surprised that someone her age in her 50s was going in, in depth mm-hmm. about sex. And I thought, because I thought the generation of our mothers. They the don't talk about sex. It's different. Yeah, so I thought that was very interesting. Mm, deep. Okay, maybe yeah. after the trivia questions, we we forgot one last part, which was to talk about the episodes which were most, most interesting to us. And right. Just, okay, next question. What was the episode where Chulu interviewed her mentor? 90, 98. I don't know. All right, the answer. You ready? Okay. Uh-huh. Which country is the guest that owns a hotel based in? Morocco. I don't know that. I was like, I know you're giving me it's, Morocco. it's Morocco, yes. <laughs> that's where the retreat's gonna be. Is it? Yes. Okay. What was Yeah, that's name? where the retreat is gonna be. Marrakesh. Mm-hmm. Okay. Thank God. That I was for me the most powerful episode. For Thank me. God I didn't ask that question. Because you two know the answer. What was the name of the Netflix series created by Chulu's guest Zelipa Zulu? Uh, Black Sisters. <laughs> For somebody who does not do uh, trivia. <laughs> Bro. Black okay. Sisters. Is it? Black Sisters, know. yes. Okay. Okay. Where is a live podcast in Kavoy being held? So what's the name of... Mukushi Gardens. Is it? Write it down. Oh. Okay. Komushi. 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 Oh, yeah. <laughs> you two are the worst. You're telling each other your answers. <laughs> oh. Oh. Ah. It's a yeah, that's, why that's why I'm looking at you like, you're both telling each other. Okay. 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 Which of children's guests said, we cannot have a conversation around feminism and emancipation of women without discussing sex, sexuality, and pleasure. Was it Chulu herself? Was it Arlene? Was it Tumi? One, two, or three. Was it Chulu herself? So should I say it out loud? No, write it down, please. Okay. <laughs> was it Arlene okay. or was it third Tumi? You've written down the answer, um, Arlene? No, no, I wrote it down. I, okay. I didn't write the other stuff down, but I wrote this down. 
Okay, okay, okay. So what was Chulu's... I'm going to repeat the questions and now with answers, right? Okay. What was Chulu's sex episode? It was episode number... Drive real, please. You both failed because it was 45. 45. What? Oh, okay. Right, just now. 45. 45. Uh, yeah. Okay. What was the episode where Chulu interviewed her mentors? And if you were right, it was 98. Correct. Countries. <laughs> one, one, one start to you. Which country is the guest that owns a hotel based in? You were both correct. It's Morocco. Mm-hmm. What was the name of the Netflix series created by Chulu's guest, Zelipa Zulu? It was Blood Sisters. Mm-hmm. Very correct. Where is the live podcast being held in Kabwe? Um, Aline was actually correct. It was Kumushi Mukush, when I'm saying Kumushi <laughs> Gardens because Kumushi means village, village garden. Right. Um, which of Chulu's guests said we cannot have a conversation around feminism and emancipation of women without discussing sex, sexuality, and pleasure? It was Tumi. Tumi Moreke. That was my guess. Okay. Yeah. Because it wasn't me. <laughs> okay, ladies. Um, I think Zenith answered the most correct questions. But you were both giving each other answers, so you both. <laughs> you should not go to a trivia thing. You end up losing your money where you have to win money because you <laughs> I didn't follow instructions. I do, I do, but you did well. You did well. I think for people who say that you're bad at trivia, you both actually did really well because most of your answers were actually correct. So that mm-hmm. means you're avid followers of Chulu. So I give you oh, a yeah. star. You get a star. You get a star. I get a star. Everyone gets a star. <laughs> Call me all for today. Um, Maybe last trivia question is, what is Chulu's child's name? Who's right here on the video right now? If you feel that, then guys. Hey, name starts with hey. A. Oh, boy. And we just always say Sunny Boy. Hey. Sunny Boy. <laughs> Eileen, what's his name? Do you remember? Last trivia question. Uh, no, I don't know. I can see his face. He looks just like Chulu. Uh, no. That's with A. Uh, I don't think we've ever mentioned the name. Amara. His name is Amara. Oh. Okay. Yes, he has mentioned. Arlene, are you trying yeah. to show us something? Are you trying to show us something? Girl, no. I'm trying birthday party to go to oh you're going to a party yeah, okay all right you know what i think it's only the person of choice of what you want to do in terms of um when it comes to relationships if you feel that um that relationship is a match for you then you go ahead because i think it is a doing life that you learn different things right so there are things that you just don't know and
Well, let's say a designer. So, you know, whether it's designing communities, designing um, clothes, designing buildings, designing like design just runs through me in everything that I do. So, um, and I'm just, I, I just love meeting around me all the time. <laughs> and yeah, that's my, for me, I think when I think of myself, I always just think creativity. Oh, we see it. We see it. <laughs> what do you want to be remembered for? Ooh, I want to be remembered. I want to be remembered. Um, I want to be remembered for showing women that it is possible to grow together, to build together. And world and abundance isn't just for one person, like everybody can have it. And really just I think there's just something so powerful in being able to celebrate your sister and being able to just say to yes, you did it, like you're amazing, like you know what I mean? Like, and I think when I was growing up, there was always They're always, we're always, just always at, at war, you know, at each other's throat. But I, I do believe that, yes, you may find that sometimes, but um, they are, your tribe is out there. They're like, yeah. Women are always at each next question is from We, we Three Queens. What one situation did you handle horribly? Oh, sorry. What one situation did you handle horribly in the last decade? No. Oh, that's so sad. <laughs> what situation did I handle terribly? Oh, 10 years. Okay, so that's a good. Um, since it's been 22, so it's I think, um, that's, okay, um, I think the lesson, you know, I've learned out from with three uh, times, and it's like, how many times are you going to not let this lesson just like get together, together? So, um, I think, you know, in in the the reason for the burnout is, is really uh, is really I think it really stems from not believing in my worth and not believing and, and to a certain degree um, not not practicing self love you know um, because I would work myself to the ground and Paul would always say to me oh are you um, like, is this your father's house? Like, your father's business? <laughs> like, why do you work like this? Um, and I think it's... And it was... Yeah, I, I think the... The second, probably, and third, I really just had to really dig in and say, okay, this pattern has to stop. So what do I need to do? 
question is from Nosa. Who has been your most difficult guest? What did you wish you knew then that you know now? And the condition is controversial until only. <laughs> you know what? I don't think I have like had necessarily like a difficult guest. I think it's more in terms of, um, for example, people that uh, have tried to get onto the podcast. And I know that was so. <laughs> okay, so um, for some reason, I think for me, in my experience, the most difficult people that, have, um, that, have, that I've experienced to try and get into the podcast have been Zambian celebrities. Like, I have interviewed millionaires, I've interviewed people who are like really big out there, you know what I mean? Um, but to get a Zambian celebrity, it's it's a struggle and you know it's just making you run around and making you jump through all sorts of things and then and then they don't show up for the for the interview. Then I just say but um yeah, not mentioning any names, but trust me, it's not even one, it's like it's multiple, you know. So um yeah, that's why I always say that for me, my favorite guests are the normal experience. Like, I love just talking to the normal, like, you know what I mean? Not the person who's like, in their head, oh, me, I'm up here. Because like, even when you do get that type of person, they, they, because they want to keep a certain persona on the, or around their brand, and they're not as free to speak. And I mean, if you, if you listen to the podcast, our podcast is very authentic and very, it's not being very real. So it's also, I think it's also a difficult space for Okay. The next question is from Katie. How to manage to remain consistent with podcasting? Or how do you manage anyway, to remain consistent with podcasting given your busy schedule? You know, I think um, with anything, you just have to make a, a commitment, right? What is the space, what is the thing that I'm going to do that I'll always show up on, right? Because uh, let's say, for example, you know, you can choose whatever platform works for you. The platform that I have chosen is podcasting. That's the one that I'm going to show up on. If I don't show up on social media, I don't really care. Like, like you, you know, it, it'll, it'll happen eventually. But podcasting is that one thing that I have made that commitment. It's, for me, it's, a, it's the same type of commitment you make, like, oh, you need to brush your teeth every day. Like, you need to bath. That's the level of commitment that it is in my mind. You know what I mean? So, um, I will always show up for, um, I will always show up for podcasting, because that's just what I've decided. Um, next question is from Caroline. What's your day, what's your daily mantra to get up each day? Each day? <laughs> okay. So, I, well, I don't know if it's get up, but I feel like by the time I'm getting to the end of the day, I'm usually saying joy comes in the morning, so let me just sleep. Because <laughs> in the day, I'm just like, I need joy, <laughs> it comes in the morning. So if I sleep, it'll be great. Um, but yeah, in the morning when I wake up, uh, Mm, interesting. So, I mean, I, I, I have lots of uh, affirmations. 
But I think my favorite one, which is French toast of all. So that's why I'm just like, I, I just want to just be clean. Um, what advice would you give to someone who would like to do more with their skills? But don't know where to start. Well, I mean, yeah, if you've been in my world, you know that I always say just that. Yes, <laughs> so for me, it's just that you always have everything that you need right now. We overthink, we overcomplicate, we do comparison. No, that person has got a microphone, so me, I don't have one, so I can't start a podcast. No, I don't have a laptop, but you can record, so I can't start a blog. No, you, you know what I mean? We're always making these blogs for ourselves, but in actual, in actual fact, you have everything that you need right now to start. So for me, it's always just start, and then everything... Yeah. Okay, the next question is from Zenith. Did your perspective on anything change after speaking to any one of your guests? If so, what was it? Yeah, definitely. I think um, there's an episode that I did with Nimes uh, Kamau, and it was around women who are not able to have. Uh, who struggle with fertility. Um, and she was telling her personal story, you know, uh, what she had to go through when they discovered um, that, you know, she had like an imbalance and then she had, you know, but you know, she goes through the whole story. And I mean, for her, there was a success at the end. She did it, you know, she has got a child now. Um, but I think it's just the things that we do so. Uh, like we just then it, it's like you know when someone asks you how I what's your answer I'm fine and even if you're not fine you're still going to say I'm fine you know what I mean and I think that's how it is sometimes with uh, with the way that we we treat let's say women that are especially okay let's just say women in general and especially when someone gets married um, I think this is even you know, the conversation that's happening with this and I'm pumpy right because now everybody's in your womb like. Come on, you know what I mean? <laughs> but we do it so, like, it's, it's almost like an automatic thing. So, you know, your friend just got married and then you're like, oh, when's the baby's coming, you know? And for me, I actually had to think about it and realize that, oh, you know what, I, I am actually that person, you know? It's not just, oh, I'm hearing about it from somebody else that, you know, this is what we do. But I, I, I do do that. And I need to... Um, check about yeah. the way I, I speak to, to women, especially around um, their visibility. So, yeah, that's, that's one that definitely, it, it just really changed the way that I think about that. Funny you must mention, talking about the Oh, really? Yeah, I'm <laughs> all blown about it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Would you have done anything differently on this path to the big 100? Wow, no. Do you know what I always say uh, no? Because I get this, I, when I'm asked the question, I usually get the version like, oh, what did you change about your life? Mm -hmm. You know, and my answer would, is always, I wouldn't change anything, right? Because I think the things that I went through have made me the person that I am. If I had not been through them, I would not be who I am. Um, I would not have learned the lessons. I would not have uh, pushed myself and challenged myself and, and grew 
growth and seeing more opportunities and you know just expanded the the possibilities and the things that I actually do that I am capable of. So yeah, there were like tough times. Yeah, you know, you deal with some difficult people. Yeah, maybe I don't know, like an interview maybe didn't go the way you wanted, but you learn, you grow and I think it's always a learning opportunity. Okay, um, next we have Marsha. What has been your greatest takeaway from making this amazing milestone possible? Ooh. I think my greatest takeaway, uh, you know, in anything, you don't, you just don't do it. You don't do anything alone. You know what I mean? Like, um, yeah, maybe the podcast has my name attached to it, but there is so much that so many people have done for me, with me, um, in regards to the podcast that have made it possible. And if I appreciate so much uh, of of the community that I have gained through podcasting. You know, uh, for example, I have, uh, there's a community of female African podcasters, you know, and these are like big podcasters. You know, if you know um, Adele Onyango from Kenya, um, there's Sandra Schumann from Zimbabwe, she's based in Tanzania. Like, they're really huge, you know. Mo and Abo, like, you know, they're big, you know. Um, and, they're just so generous. Like, despite where they are, like, because for me, when I was doing like that, <laughs> so when I was doing that, I started podcasting. My first episodes were actually speaking. When I started podcasting, like, you know, and I told you, I don't want to do podcasting alone. I don't want to do I just don't want to do something. I want to do So I looked around for people that were doing sort of like similar podcasts and things like that. And then I found people, women. I reached out to them and said, oh, let's have a meeting. Let's just meet. I know each other. And then from there, we just continued on as a community. You know what I mean? Now, you can imagine me, I, when I'm reaching out to you, I was like one every week. And then, you know, here's a door with a million downloads and, you know, all that kind of stuff. And, stuff. and this is somebody that I can call and just say, hey, I need advice on this. And she'd be like, sure, let's do this, you know. I need, I need to, I was like, there was a point where um, my editor stopped. Uh, they stopped working with me. And I was like, I don't know to do, I'm gonna stop. And like, no, they jumped on the board, told me how to edit. You know what I mean? So things like that are so important in in whatever you do, you don't do it alone, you do it in a community. Yeah. So as much as some you know, people go out there and say, oh, I'm a self-made chat, you're not self-made anything. You, you did it with the help of people, and it's always a community. Um Next question from Marsha Still. What did you learn about yourself that you didn't know prior to pushing the envelope for making these 100 episodes possible? <laughs> okay. Um, I think, what did I learn about myself? Um, you know, for some reason, okay, I don't know what the, the background is, but I've always been, um, I've always been and thought of myself as someone who's not emotional, you know, um, who's not in touch with their feelings and 
there. Um, yeah, just like your like emotions in general. But I believe that going through this process, going listening to so many of these women's stories, um, because you know it's just the two of you in that space, and you know you're holding space for these stories, which can be so heavy, so inspiring, so you know just amazing. And um, I think it's 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 taught me to expand my heart. It's 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 taught me to how to touch my emotions and be in touch with them. Yeah. Um the next question is from Chisanga. What made you consider being a podcaster? <laughs> okay, so I mean if you if you know how the podcast started, really what happened was I was much like the conversations that we've been having this week with the giveaways. That's how the podcast started. I started um, doing interviews on Instagram um, with, you know, I just reached out to a bunch of friends and said, hey, let's do a podcast. Let's do a podcast. Oh, let's, you know, let's jump on IG Live. And they did that. But, you know, the conversations were so amazing. And I thought, ah, they're just stuck on my Instagram. Like, ah, no, people need to be hearing these things. So that's when I decided to um, repurpose the content and then make it a podcast. Um, I don't think I was really thinking about, oh, like, you know, become a podcaster at that point. I was just thinking, these are amazing conversations, more people need to hear about them. Um, but I believe that, you know, in, in just going through this whole podcasting journey, that I've fallen in love with it, you know, with the process, with the um with the the community with just how it impacts people when you hear um you know people uh, give you feedback about a certain episode you know and it's just like wow yeah i mean if for example if you listen to episode 98 with patrice washington that's uh, my coach right my well, my former coach i should say um that episode i mean the number of messages i was getting like
you interview each, or how do you find rather the different amazing women that you interview each episode? How do you do your research? Um, you know, I, I I just love always talking to women. You know what I mean? And I think when I talk to people, I can hear a story behind what they're saying. So if I'm talking to somebody, I'm always like, oh, do you know that you could be on the podcast? <laughs> you have a great story to tell. <laughs> so um, I think that's the first thing. But then I always also um, ask for referrals. Um, so, you know, for example, if somebody came on the podcast, I'd say, oh, do you know anybody who would be great for this? And I get some um, people that way. And then in terms of research, I think it's more, uh, there's some people that are easy to research because they're very present online. Yeah. Um, so then that's easier. But then there are others that are not so much. So that one is more intuitive. Next question from Chisanda is, how do you make podcasting generate income for you? So with, with podcasting, there's, okay, there's two ways to go about it, right? So you can um, advertise uh, on your podcast, right? So that's like if you've got a huge following and you can get big brands and things like that to come and, and you know, to come and um, uh, put an ad, you know, put an ad on your podcast and then they get, I don't know how many followers, whatever, you know, from your podcast. But then if you, if you are somebody who is like me, who doesn't have um, a follower, right? The way that you monetize your podcast is to, um, to advertise yourself. So
this one is more or less of a close, but okay. Um, this is from Evelyn. You have overcome adversity in many ways none of us can fathom. When you face with difficult situations or decisions, what kind of self-talk do you use to be able to stay clear or focus and maintain your resilience? And then sort of follow up. Do you have okay cool? Thank you. 
Sorry. <laughs> don't be scared. Don't be scared. You are fire right now. Uh, you've always been so inspirational, too. But I think for me, my question is first of all, how old is the podcast? Two years. And then what's the future of the podcast? 100 episodes hence. I was just having a conversation where I was like, as in the our community of podcasters, and I was like, I made it to a hundred. I made it in life. I'm done. You have to You know, I was like, I'm done. I'm done. And then there's another uh, podcast I made as well. She just clocked two hundred, and I was like, Whoa. so you're challenging me. Say it. So okay, yes. So with the podcast, um, I want to expand it. I want to have. Um, more in-depth conversations about certain things. Um, so the expansion is a network um, under the umbrella of African women. Um, so it's exciting because I'm some of the host here. <laughs> so we're going to be talking about education in depth, and I think it's such an important conversation that we should be having um, uh, on the African continent. Yeah, you know, be a but, um, <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, and there's going to be uh, they're exciting shows that are that are coming up. Uh, I just need to work on them and move forward. So yeah, I think that's that's the direction we're going and to go in depth uh, and and really concentrate on certain uh, certain. Um, to try and protect their skin or stay inside and also uh, 
avoid discrimination and the bullying that they have to face um, from their friends at school. Um, but also, I was uh, just sharing with everyone how we are looking to empower women um, who are mostly primary caretakers of children with disabilities or children with special needs um, by, you know, helping them or empowering them with life skills like sewing, and we do this through our social enterprise called Son Essentials, where we make different, beautiful, Afrocentric things. Shulu um, was very, very particular with this. She told me, make sure it's Afrocentric. So mm -hmm. the things with us that we're selling, and we're excited to tell um, everyone, especially those here in person, about you know everything that we're doing and everything that we look to do in the near future. Um, that said, um, we're so happy to be here. And I think having Chulu on board with our Sanskrit has been really, really helpful because we have so many people inquiring and so many people mm -hmm. to work with us, which is very important. And that's something that we're you know, looking to get at the end of the day. If you can't donate, at least tell someone about us. Because I feel like, you know, maybe they could be interested. Because you don't know who wants to, you know, work in the same um, line of work as we're doing. And for us, that's, that's what matters the most. So I think it's also worth mentioning the fact that we are working with uh, some partners, apart from the African Woman uh, podcast right now, we also work with uh, Ajeko Orphanage, and um, there's another orphanage right in Kawe. I'm sorry, I forgot the name, but they are our partners as well because we're looking to empower you know, um, children that have no access to opportunities that an average young person has. Yeah? And the kind of center, yes, for children with autism. Thank you, Peter. Um, and I was just telling the two ladies that visited our stand that, you know, uh, most of the things that we came with were met by, you know, women who take care of children with autism. And it's just brilliant how, you know, they're able to do so much and they're willing to go really, you know, far to just ensure they can make something out of um, their lives, to better their lives, but also the lives of the children that they're taking care of. Um, so, and Julie, during the uh, question and answer session, said something that really stuck with me, you know, when she spoke about um, having to empower each other as women. I think that's something that's really important, even when we look to, um, you know, support these children and these girls, it's about how, how much are we willing to support women in these communities, women that are taking care of children with specialties and children with disabilities. Because the less they feel supported, um, the less they can do about the less they can do about the situation, you know. Um, so it's like and we've had conversations uh, you know in our work with women who take care of um, children with disabilities and children with special needs and they'll tell you things like they can't go to church, they can't come to gatherings like this one, um, they can't they, they just can't do anything outside their comfort zone, you know, which is usually just staying at home and doing nothing and waiting for somebody to come and help them. Um, but like Trina said, we were able to support each other as women and you know, inspire it's really inspirational to see another woman doing great and you didn't see any other person. Um, because then you know you can do it, you know. So that's exactly what we're looking to do as an organization, especially because we're youth led. 
and we feel like you know young people have more energy they have more potential so there is so much that we can um you know we can deal with we can solve some of the most challenging um issues that the world is facing today so i can go on and on and on but i'm so grateful thank you chilu um it's been really great and also just being here to share what we do with everyone who's here is really incredibly um overwhelmingly <laughs> humbling so thank you so much this one thing so we also came with a little piggy bank um because i mentioned we're working with um different orphanages and we have um a program in uh, menstrual hygiene management where we're trying to help um the girls in these orphanages because you know these there's really no one to talk to them about um you know menstruation and everything else like that but also because in the orphanages they're mixed with the boys so sometimes they don't feel free enough to express themselves well when they're you know on the period or everything else like that so through zone essentials we also make reusable pads uh which we sell and some of which they use but also we can with the piggy bank and if you love to donate you know for us to get um you know pads or sanitary towels for these girls it would really be appreciated and to go a long way so yeah and don't forget to follow us on facebook and on twitter and on instagram and everywhere and share work yeah <laughs> uh sorry we didn't get your name in the zoom what was your name again oh yeah so sorry my name is wendy okay and what's your company called um it's a charity called expanding ambitions okay that's the name on instagram and on uh, social media yeah everywhere but also we have sun essentials it's a social enterprise that help that helps us make our work at expanding ambitions more sustainable okay we shall follow you thank you that was amazing thank you thank you to you i mean gosh sorry yeah they say yeah they say person to me i swear <laughs> So I'm Josie um and uh yeah I would like to talk shortly about my brand Kamajo. So it's all about uh, actually um beauty the beauty of hijab or headgear and uh that's how I started actually and uh started here in Zambia. I started the idea in 2017 um and uh yeah and uh somebody was asking how to start and the way to start when you have the impression you have a potential so i just decided to start so i literally went um in town bought some chitengas and other fabrics and i decided okay i think i don't even know how to sew this let me just cut it neatly in a way that is presentable um i just decided to put myself out there and uh just went to craft markets and everywhere i could be seen and showcase what i what i, what I think i could do and actually i had very good feedback so that's how i just decided to really do um to do it as a as a brand um and also just to showcase the beauty of um the headwrapping of the art of the headwrap and i'm so glad to see so many beautiful headwraps here and uh i think too there's lots of beautiful headwrap queens so i think we want a lot from that too and actually it's uh, the reason is not the reason but that's how I'm, I got to know Chulu and I wasn't there <laughs> I wasn't 
there, but it was all about the head wraps, and I think you were having an event, and that's how I want to know you, and, uh, and it's absolutely, and we just met only a month ago, in real, wow. at the retreat, right? So I think, yeah, uh, doing what you, what you love can bring you in spaces and uh, places that you would never think about, and so daring to do what you love, uh, and it's not about the money or the fame. No, it's just to do it because it comes from your heart and you think, I can do this, you know? And I was so surprised when people said, I don't know how to do my head job. I was like, how oh, you don't know how to do that? It's so easy. And I was like, no, it might be easy for me, but actually for people who would love that, why can I teach them, you know? So I started just doing workshops and I just realized that it really helped me socially as well because I was mostly alone didn't have a lot of connection and social life and it really gave me a social space and uh, I met beautiful people and yeah so that's how Kamajo was born and um, yeah I really love the art of hair dressing. So, get it girl. Thank you. <laughs> question yes please do you ship internationally so there's zambians in the diaspora there's africans in the diaspora who might be interested in what you're doing do you partner with uh, other african businesses around the world because there's again multiple people who listen to africana woman beyond zambia do you do that um, so actually that's where I want to go and uh, the thing is I've been doing that but not in a very professional way if I might be very um, honest and uh, and I want to partner with some ladies who have like a shop in uh, Brussels in Belgium, that's where I grew up and then uh, they are really interested in uh, what I'm doing and uh, yeah, I'm in the process so it would be most probably in Europe first just as a try, but I would love to do actually within Africa, just even the neighboring countries, you know. So yeah, it's uh, I will definitely let you know. I will most probably once I'm ready, I will let you know. Amazing! I want a head drop. <laughs> All right, I got you. I got you. Thanks. <laughs> um, thank you so much and congratulations for the one hundred. That's huge. Um, Chocolina is a cabo-based um, high-end restaurant. Uh, been established since uh, 2018. So we've been running the last four years. When we started, we had uh, uh, 12 young employees. Um, now we are, we, have, we are about 30. Uh, so we've been so blessed. Um, listening to the women that made presentations, Wendy, for example, this afternoon. Um, part of the quota that we have for Choponera is that we actually employ the deaf and differently abled. So we have two of our staff that are actually taken on. So, yes. <laughs> so, you know, like, uh, it, it, it's just, you know, the universe brings you into the space and then from here onward, you can make those connections. But let me tell you, if you haven't eaten at Choponera, you have not eaten. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> if you have been to Kabwe, haven't been to Choponera,
gifts to this very beautiful event. So thank you so much. All right, so this is how it works, okay? So basically, everybody's gonna go through and you're going to tell us your biggest dream for your life. Your biggest but, dream. Right? You have to describe it as if it's a memory from your future. From your future. So it has to be detailed. You wanna know what your biggest dream is. Whoever has the biggest one is gonna win this one. <laughs> Have you understood online? Yes. Arlene and Zenith, have you understood the assignment? Um, the next thing we're, game we're playing is called Biggest Dream, and you think of your biggest dream, but as a memory in the future. So you're talking in the present future tense. Oh, we are. We so, are. Uh, yeah. Yes. Uh, you and I. Oh, okay. I'll just make you be the judge. Okay. Okay. All right. Now, but um, even me, I like to win, so I don't know why you're making me an outcast. But okay. Now, can you give us an example? Because I know you give me an example. You want me to give an example? Yeah. Okay. My biggest dream. <laughs> say no more. It's on my LinkedIn. My biggest dream is to have the first female unicorn uh, fintech in Africa, and to own the most successful African art agency. Um, I'm living that dream right now. It's successful. We've employed thousands of people all over Africa and I am a mom as well. That's my biggest dream. All right. So, uh, would you like to start Arlene, would you like to take it away and tell us your biggest dream? You can unmute yourself if you just go for it. Go for gold. And it's a bit like an oriki. So imagine your biggest desire. Say who you are already, but in the future. Okay. Can you hear me? Yeah. My biggest dream is to own in some African country run a successful business from that land, have all of my children be a part of that, the industry and the business. Ladies, can you hear Arlene? No, we can't hear Okay, I will repeat what she just said, I think. Um, she said her biggest dream is to own a very successful tea business, I think, um, based in some countries in Africa, and she would like her children to be a part of that, that business. All right, thank you. Yeah. Zenith, what is your biggest dream? I'll just do the two ladies online, then everyone in the physical space can so my biggest dream is to interview Serena Williams. So I met her last week at Lottie New York Palace and I interviewed her and I told her, I told her that when I was her age as well, I had picked up a racket, but her dream took off and my dream died. 
So I have lived vicariously through her career. Amazing, Zenith. Thank you. Mm-hmm. The ladies mm-hmm. in the audience, tell us your biggest dreams. I grew up in a bedroom house and I slept in the the TV room and my house, not big, but enough rooms for everyone, but open like, not like this. Yeah, and there must be a drive through in like you will see the house when you drive into my yard, okay? and then you drive and then you see like grass and ah and apple trees. They look like Christmas trees. You know them. Just yeah, yeah they're evergreen. Yeah, lining up the drive through the driveway, and then you like oh. There's like a roundabout, yeah, nothing. And then drop off. <laughs> no! My dreams. I sleep, I wake up when I dream with my, oh my gosh, my family, we are in there and it's white. And yeah, I have, and one child, and my husband already have a child and a husband. Yeah, and there's so many other things. In there, it has a basement. Okay, so my dream, like when I when I would say, "Mama, I need it," is to where my house is, but then also it's far enough. Like the life is so big, it's far enough to be like in a dense place where I put all my beds, where my um, what is it called? Place where my my event stuff is kept, you know, like a warehouse big enough to have all that, and it's an event place. But then my house will be a white ticket kind of set up because I love white tickets. It just gives a husband and the best a little baby girl for the beginning of her. Okay, it's a drama, <laughs> jokes, and yeah, you know, I just I actually when I envision me in a happy moment in my in my future. It's me, it's me sitting on the porch with my husband drinking coffee. <laughs> and basically, um, yeah, it's a saving. I said, mother could be doing one, mother could be DIY thing, but it's time to be a family. Um, 
much overlooking the water pillows. The sea. <laughs> yeah. Um, and yeah, and in this dream, I, I, I want to leave a legacy that actually women can stand for women and yeah, support and grow each other. Amanda! <laughs> My dream feels small. <laughs> My dream is to host the, one of the biggest events, not only in Africa, at the globe. Um, I want to host the MBAs. I want to be the host, and I don't want to co-host it. Not being selfish, but just like my moment. But also to own the biggest media agency in Africa. I want one that allows underdogs to have a chance, and not one where the same people who hear it, same faces on the same TV shows, radio shows. I want to give a chance to the underdogs, especially the girls. The other dream is my mom's dream, but she never got to leave it. So it's to travel the globe with her and hosting these events with her in the background. I want to go there this year. The Grammys, my mom should be in the background so she can also be her dream, honestly, in life. Okay. Um, so, Seriously, 
have and then being able to do things I want to do without stressing myself. And of course, I need my private jet because seriously, no, because if I want to tomorrow, I want to have a breakfast in Durban or in Nairobi. Why not? I just take my, you know, if I want to visit my parents, if I want to visit a friend, wherever they are. And of course, I have to make sure that my people can also, you know, benefit of all this, you know. Whoever wants to travel, give me a call, let's arrange it. And then, yeah, because I'm tired of just, you know, waiting for having money for paying a ticket and going to visit my parents. But, you know, once I have my private jet, all good. Yeah. And of course, yeah. <laughs> I, I, I see myself there, you know. Enough of, you know, queuing at the airport, just jumping in a thing, you know, and just, oh, yeah. <laughs> so I'll let you know when we're going to have a little brunch in, you know, wherever you feel like.
uh, have enough, like as we all said, have enough money to make the difference that I want to make, to do, because sometimes the vision is so big that <laughs> I just hope that God will bless me with the capacity to be able to do the things that I want to do. And also, um, in my personal life, I hope that my career won't get in the way of me being creative and creating things. I hope that would be my dream, to do the things that I love and to make a difference doing the things that I love and to create generational wealth. Um, uh, have you heard of all of the dreams? See that we're destined. Um, I've I've gone over my dream, which was a crazy ass dream to be. A, when I say that my company to be a unicorn, I meant maybe I realize that maybe some people don't understand what that means. It will be like the first billion dollar company um, owned by a woman in Africa. There's currently no woman in Africa who's made a self-made billion dollar company. So I'll be the first one. Um, <laughs> we gotta do it. <laughs> and make the change that is necessary. Um, yeah. yeah, that is my dream. And to own uh, an art agency that's absolutely influential, that will create the first African art fund for the people, by the people, you know, that really helps African artists. That's my goal and dream. And to be a mother and obviously a wife to somebody who's amazing and knows the value of a woman. <laughs> that is it. But um, there was Zenith had mentioned her dream but she said she didn't mention the second part and then we have another person who's joined yuna so she will say her dream after zenith if that's okay Chibu. all right here goes actually before the, i hear an echo before i say the second dream i want to respond to the person who talked about the hospital because i have imagined that more than the dream i'm about to share um, last week on Tuesday, I actually had a chance to speak in front of the president, and I wanted to actually say that, but they told me I only had 30 seconds, so I couldn't go in depth. But because I work in a trauma level one trauma center, and I've always imagined if it's possible to build a facility like that with helipads and everything like that. So I imagined that like so many times, actually. So I'm with you on that dream. When it comes through, I'm on board. Okay. But my actual dream was it's a bit more fictitious. Like maybe I would win the lottery. You know, they have these $300, $500 million lotteries here. I would win it and I'll pay off Zambia's debt. I, I imagine that too. <laughs> and everybody would be happy. Yeah. Yes. Uh, you know, saying her dream now. Okay. So my dream um, is, I guess, firstly, to be a mother to another again um and that is going to happen when i'm 40 um i'm putting it in, in the cards and i'm 40 next year <laughs> um and then my um, other part of my dream is to um run a counseling practice which is more than just a counseling practice it's going to be again a million or billion dollar um, company whereby um, women it's a place of respite it's a place where 
we have drop-in centers where women just can come in sometimes without appointments because we have set days that are open. Just a place where people can really come and heal from from their traumas and just gain healing from each other as well. Um, so yeah, therapy. Therapy is my is my big dream, and it would be something that would go across different countries as well. That I could have employees manage in different countries so that we have women all around the world benefiting from something like that. Um, yeah, so that, I think that that would be that would be me, really. Yes. So you are the judge. Um, there is a prize, which is the Zasik Masela uh, hamper, to be won from the dreams that were shared as if it was a memory from the future. Which one was it that inspired you the most? Oh, so, that's not fair. Why am I the judge? Why can't you be? <laughs> uh, the dream that inspired me the most I was listening all of them inspired me you just heard me speak but I will say the hospital one really inspired me because the lady with the orange feet I can't see her face but I think the orange shoes is the one who was talking um, yes you <laughs> I thought your dream was really inspiring not because other dreams are not important they're as important as yours I thought your dream was important because it's about, it starts with other people. And a lot of the times dreams like yours really need support so that other people can be involved in them. And they're always connected to all of us. So I would say your dream, because it will probably, I'm sure if you win it, you'll probably share it with the people that you're working with and stuff. So I think my dream, what do you guys think? But all of your dreams are amazing and important. So you can each give each other gifts if you want. <laughs> okay. Chulu, yesterday you were all crying. You don't want to do this. How do you feel right now? I'd love to hear from you. Like, do you feel this, there was a purpose for this happening the way it did? Uh, so, you know what? I think for me, like the message that I sent in the morning, I think I was concentrating so much on things. And not on just celebrating, um, you know, what, like being with people and just, you know, enjoying the energy and all of that. And yeah, I think that's like my biggest lesson. Just like, you know, it doesn't really matter. You know, we could have been, I don't know, the smallest thing or whatever. Yeah. And just the fact that we got together and we're celebrating is so important. So, yeah. Amazing. Amazing. It's been real. Thank you, ladies. Let's listening to the playback of the hundredth episode just made me smile in so many places. But I wanted to share with you my Oriki. I don't know if I've done this before. I know we definitely did it in the mixer as the Africana woman visionaries, but I'm going to share with you my Oriki. Now the Oriki, it's not always talking about what is um, real in present time, but it speaks to what you want to become as well. Like it's just calling all of this goodness to you. So when I wrote this Oriki, it was a good, yeah, maybe a good year and a half ago, guys. And anyway, listen to it and you know why I'm talking about this. So <clears throat> here's my Oriki. Yo, I cannot do justice to Aline's. Aline's just made me, I was on the floor, please, I beg. Okay, here we go. Chulu Lucy Tendai of House Chancer. 
the keepers of wealth and prosperity, second of her name, giver of thanks to God, mother of Africana woman, lover of adventure, beauty and fun, mama and wife extraordinaire, architect of communities and safe spaces, storyteller by design, commander of words, prolific author, award-winning podcaster, luminous filmmaker, chief event planner with invitations to meet your soul, the introvert with the roar of a lion. I am Ant Hill, a monumental feat driven by community. Yeah. So, you know, when I was listening to these guys and um, how they did the Orikis online, I was like, because it actually, I have my Oriki printed out and it's in my office, like right next to where I sit. So I looked at it today and then I just saw a word winning podcast. I was like, now, if you do not know this already, guess what? We had the 100th episode on Saturday. That was the 24th. And then on the 25th, it was announced that Africana Woman with Chulu Podcast is an award-winning podcast. We won Best Society and Culture Podcast in Africa, guys. In Africa. I was like, yo. So, and then this is something I wrote a year and a half ago. This was not true, but it, just imagine, like, it was, it's like a prophecy. It's just bringing so much life into you. Yo, guys, please do an oriki. Like, if nothing else that you got from this episode, do an oriki. It just makes you feel so good. Um, and there's just so much power in your words. There's so much power in your words. Say it out loud. You know what I've actually done? I'll be honest. So I have my oriki, which is on, I printed it. I have it on my, um, I have it on my wall. But I've also, I recorded myself saying it and I played back to myself. Uh, I try every day, but if it's not every day, it's quite often. And it's such an empowering, empowering call to yourself to just say that, yes, this is who I am. This is who I I am becoming. And I am all of these things. As Arlene said, it's not a humble brag. No, it's a brag, baby. It's a brag. Because <laughs> you are everything. You're all of that and more. Come on now. So I just want to say such a big thank you to every single person who sent messages, to every single person who came through, whether it's online, it's um, in person. Like, I love you guys so, so much. I appreciate you so, so much. I was overwhelmed. Like in that moment, if, I mean, if you got the gist in the, in the, in the recording, you know that I was like in tears the night before and I was just a hot mess. But listen, when the music just started, your highness the queen, I was like, oh, it was just laughter, music, dancing. We played games afterwards. Um, shout out to the hosts, you guys. Muma and Amanda, you guys are the most, you are the best. I absolutely love you guys. Thank you so much for um, just, you know, entertaining people, keeping people in the whole mood and the vibe. Ah, it was such a beautiful experience. I can't even explain. 
So I appreciate you guys. I hope you enjoyed that episode. Well, next time when we say it's time to party, hey, y'all need to be there, okay? (laughs) Make sure you come. Now listen, the mission of Africana Women has always been to tell more African women's stories. One of the ways that we're doing this is by helping you start your own podcast. If you have a burning idea, and you're interested in launching a podcast, but you don't know where to start, contact us at Africanawoman at gmail.com. Your story is important. Now, my playground is Instagram. You know that. Find me at Chulu by Design. Tag me. Tell your friends about the Africana Woman podcast. And again, leave a review, especially on Apple Podcasts, because that helps us spread the word about the show to African sisters out there. So talk to you soon. This has been a production of Africana Woman Media. Hey. <laughs>